This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Most of the time, half the time. I'm on till 5.30 today. We're getting closer. We're very soon going to be 3 to 6 every single Saturday. So buckle your seatbelt for that. I'm not sure Saturday afternoons can take this much truth and liberty. So, uh, but it's actually a very... We have a very somber topic on our hands. The events in Florida of this week, as reported, a 19-year-old former student of uh, the Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland uh, killed reportedly 17 people and wounded 14 more. Some strange details about the story. I want to get into them. And uh, also the agenda. Very clear agenda items at play here. Every time there's a mass shooting, I feel like there's a list of maybe eight agenda items that are being promoted by that particular strategy of tension. Whether you believe the facts are 100% true or spun or whatever, it doesn't matter. These are crises that are being exploited, not going to waste. I feel every time there's another mass shooting, they they kind of, it feels coordinated to me. Two or three talking points, agenda items are earmarked for that crisis. And there was a lot of that in this case, particularly this idea that you can flag somebody as a mental health problem, incarcerate them without grounds, uh, and um, disqualify them from gun ownership going forward. But there were uh, numerous other agenda items, and I'm happy to hit them all. If and I'm interested in your opinions, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Uh, I actually had a a call, some completely off topic, <laughs> that I lost during the break. Maurice was going to tell me about SpaceX and Tesla, so I want Maurice to call back because he's always down the rabbit hole, and I'm always looking for a good mystery. But I want to stay on topic for this segment. I'm going to, oh, you know what? I'm going to hang on, Mike. I'm going to get to your call in just a second. I want to hear a tweet from Brad. Brad, you got a tweet for me? I do. Uh, Valerie tweets, Public education and these traumas at schools are being used by the establishment to pound the question authority element out of the younger generation and to get them into silence. That was a lot to digest. I was a little distracted by the fact that, you know, this stuff only happens at public schools, by the way. Yeah. You know, so if you think there's something afoot, like the sheriff actually was, had been a football coach at that school... You know, you just yeah. wonder if they if there is anything going on behind the scenes, it's probably much harder to get a private school to go along with it. But that's like two rabbit holes down. So I'm going to pull myself back out of that. Can you just quickly read her tweet again so I can fully absorb what she was trying to say? Public education and these traumas at schools are being used by the establishment to pound the question authority element out of the younger generation. Yes, I have to say one of my absolutely main agenda items for this story was obey authority. I actually heard one student being interviewed, I believe it was on Fox, saying there was someone banging on the door, 
but protocol required that they not unlock the door. Three different people said that they had had drills. They'd had drills and they were told that they would have a red drill soon where cops would be firing blanks. This was over the past three weeks. They had a drill and a warning that they would have a red drill. Um, So this kid had already in her mind what the rules were, although there are articles in the journal, if they only had a drill, this might not have happened. Not true. They had drills. It's very weird. Again, the reporting is unrelated to the facts. But she said... And she didn't say it in the context. She didn't say, I thought it was a drill. She said, we're not allowed to open the door. So we didn't open the door. The guy was banging for help. We heard shots. And then when we came out, I think he was one of the guys who was killed and dragged away. And she was fine with that. <laughs> you know, wow. not fine with it, but she wasn't like, I can't believe I listened to them. If we had just opened the door, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying you should open the door. I really don't. I haven't, I'm no expert in that kind of a thing, but uh, but I noticed that one of the things the sheriff had said, it was quoted in the very first article I read in the Wall Street Journal, was it was sheer chaos. Some of these kids didn't have IDs. They all had backpacks. He was dr- he was dragged away? Is that what you said? Yes, I heard that more than once, that people were dragged away. I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know what to make of it, but but the thing about the sheriff saying highlighting that some of the it was chaos some of the kids didn't have ids and they all had backpacks and another thing was like this guy was banned from having a backpack if backpacks go away so will papers and books and we will have everything electronic you know which is searchable it's deletable you know what i mean an emp could erase all human knowledge you know you get it's just one or two steps away from the implications of these uh throwaway comments made by a guy i don't know who was trained by the fbi I think Mike Mike want, probably has a lot to say by now. Hey, Mike, uh, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Um, you made one assumption that I thought was kind of a false, uh, faulty assumption in that just because he was a coach and his daughters went to the school, they had to have interaction with the kids. I think Binkley was the one who said that. Uh, well, that right? somebody said that. Yeah, I did uh, not correct but, him, but I did not make that assumption. I but, did think that somebody around there, if this guy was a screwball, would have said to the sheriff, hey, man, it will not look good if this happens in your backyard, where your kids go to school, where you're a coach. Maybe uh, give him a heads up, but that seems right, pretty sure. Right. But, I, I, I was just, uh, yeah. somebody had made that statement. Yes, yes. I was like, well, I mean, I graduated with 2,000 people. Yeah. Well, my school had 2,000 people. And there were people I didn't had been in my school for four years that were seniors, and I didn't know them until they walked across the stage. So that was. Yeah, it caught your attention. I actually, if you want to go down, um, thanks for clarifying that, Mike. But if you want to go down the rabbit hole a little bit, my my if you and this, again, is like two or three rabbit holes down. But if you were to think about it, like um, if you think the worst case scenario that these things are somehow uh directed by a hidden hand who's the kind of person or maybe somebody would influence the guy encourage him to do it provoke him i mean who knows if there's backstory here because the majority of terrorist sting operators terrorist arrests are results of sting operations so you really don't know for sure what's going on behind the scenes you will never know i mean this could account for why the fbi supposedly was told many many times about this guy and and didn't do anything maybe they did do something maybe they were trying to use it as an opportunity and it went wrong or whatever. But a guy like that, a guy who uh, would be known to some of these people whose parents were dead, you know, that's the kind of person who's kind of easy to manipulate. And you're probably not, you're less likely to get the full truth about a person like that if there's absolutely nobody there to defend him. Although, 
um, you know, he if it's true that he confessed and he did it, it's there isn't much you can say to defend him. But the stories, the facts that are being used, being told about it, are being used to manipulate our viewpoint on policy. So I'm not making an opinion on what happened or who's guilty or what punishment he deserves. I'm just saying, watch out that you're not drawing conclusions from facts that aren't true. Because actually the person this guy lived with after his mother died said, everyone says we all knew. And he said, I had, I did not know this. This was not something that was in evidence in my daily experience with this kid. So you can dismiss what that guy said because you have 20 people saying the opposite. Uh, but you know, you you could also try to dig in, try to figure it out. But we'll never get an in-depth analysis of this or of the factors that might be uh, able to prevent this, the causation, policy prescriptions. It's going to be an emotional argument to get a policy plan that was already uh, on the agenda. So I'm going to go to David in Tyrone. Hi, David. You're on with Monica. How are you doing, Miss Monica? Good. Welcome How are you doing? Thank you for Thank taking you. my call. Listen, I this. My idea would do nothing for this case in Florida, uh, probably not for Sandy Hook, but I think it would go a long way to a lot of other crimes. And that is when these children commit these crimes, go get mom and dad and charge them with accessories. I mean, you hear a lot of these cases, they get the guns from somewhere. This guy obviously purchased one legally. Supposedly. I'm not worried about Reportedly. Okay. But I'm talking about even even a 13-year-old goes into Walmart and shoplifts. Okay, you you arrest the child. Now go get mom and dad. Hold them responsible for their children. That they always say, every time you turn the news on, he was such a good boy. Well, prove it, mama. Prove it, dad. Maybe I should know this, but I think if my 13-year-old shoplifted at Walmart, I probably would be held accountable, at least for the damages. I don't okay. know. I can't remember. So, so, so let's let's go after mom and dad. Uh, even if it's an estranged marriage, and you have to travel a couple of states over to find dad, daddy's responsible for his offspring. Go get him. As a libertarian, that poses a very you know that's a real question that libertarians like Hans Hermann Hoppe, who is an arch anarcho capitalist and um, someone I really like. He's I think. He will take it to the extreme and say kids are independent. They're completely responsible. You're not even responsible for them. That's how far he will take liberty. I haven't, I don't really have a strongly formed opinion on how responsibility should go. I know, you know, just common sense will tell me I am responsible for my children's behavior and I would expect to hold somebody else responsible for damages my kid caused uh, on my watch. I'm not going to argue with that there. Uh, but you know, the, these policy prescriptions and the causal relationships, the facts of the case are what's critical in analyzing this stuff. And my guess is that the law is elaborate and clear in these matters. As a matter of fact, we talked earlier about terrorist threats. They're illegal already. There's this guy, Justin Carter, who's been fighting for five years for a similar threat he made about a school shooting. He ended his Facebook post with JK and LOL. Just kidding. Laugh out loud. He's still battling it. Might face 10 years in prison just for that one comment. So I think the laws are there. I think this is a setup to to just take away more of our liberties. But I want to hear what you have to say. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. And they just, I believe they had just earlier 
done after the break, done some drills on this exact kind of situation, which is, I think, why the teachers and students knew what to do in this instance. Uh, some sun and light showers forecast for tomorrow. High of 66. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And that was one of the mothers of a student at the Stoneman Douglas High School after the um, shooting on Wednesday saying they had just drilled that exact thing. And just to tell you how agendas work, the Wall Street Journal published an article like a couple of days after that saying they very few high schools do active shooter drills and things would have been better if they'd had one at Stoneman Douglas High. But they did. So uh, it's sloppy reporting or whatever, but they're telling you to draw conclusions based on facts that aren't even true. So watch out for that. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Jim and Marietta. Jim, you are on with Monica. Yeah, good uh, afternoon. I have a problem with the whole thing in that the most local law enforcement agent was not held accountable for looking at a house that had 30, 35 calls made to it. Each of those calls cost the county money, and he should have looked at an exception sheet, identified houses that had a problem, and visited that house and taken necessary action. Um, No way in the world this kid should have been left to the FBI. That's taking a very local problem and trying to lay the blame at the heart of the government. It's so interesting that you're saying that because I thought the same thing. I would never in a million years call the FBI. I would call the cops. But those reports, I would like to see that kid's record. I would like any kind of evidence from any kind of newspaper that expects to have a reputation that will verify that because the sheriff was asked about it. He said, we're looking into it. You're looking into it. I'm not even sure that's a true story. I don't care about the child's record. I don't care whether his parents are alive or dead. But what if it's if, not true that he, that there were 20 calls about him? What if that's okay. not true? I think that should be identifiable in about uh, uh, three minutes. I totally agree with that. But and here's, yet- the, here's the problem. If I drive through a red light and a policeman stops me and I go to trial for it, I can say that I had bad parents or my parents died or I had... Right, but it won't be true. I'm sorry, I've got to cut to a hard break. I'm super sorry about that. But I'll be right back and take more of your calls. 800-WSB-TALK or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. It's a man A man On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. My message uh, to the community, to Broward County, is simple. Your elected officials, your commissioners, your state reps, your state senators, make sure these are people that aren't worrying about millage rates and saving money. This is a time to save lives. We need more law enforcement. We need more deputies. This isn't the time to worry about uh, how how many dollars might be saved if we don't have a deputy here or a police officer here. This is nationwide. We need more, more heroes, more first responders, not less first responders. This is Monica Perez, and that was Sheriff Scott Israel of Broward County saying that this was 23 hours, I believe, after the shooting. It was a, a few hours after they had left 
of processing the crime scene, telling parents that their children did not make it. And, uh, you know, I understand you could look at this with a, uh, you know, generosity and say, he, you know, this is what he's worried about. It's reasonable. First of all, he did make a point, though, of saying it was nationwide. This is a guy who's trained by the FBI in communications in a program designed to create bonds, national and international, that transcend the boundaries of who employs them. I don't like that. Uh, and in that same press conference, the he's followed by, I don't know if we'll have time for these clips, but the superintendent of schools who goes through talking about how this is the time to run to Tallahassee, the capital, and say, we need more money for social workers, caseworkers. I mean, he even says he needs more money for uh, the teachers because they're putting their lives on the line every day in these public schools. And I'm thinking, you know, that's accommodating this problem. You know, it's just such that is a mistake. And then that mentality of taking every opportunity to ask for more money. I just feel like he's was such especially the superintendent, was such a uh, knee-jerk bureaucrat. And I, I really don't like to label like liberal Democrat, whatever, because I think the problem is way, way higher than party distinctions. But it's so clearly like this guy is a bureaucrat trained in exploiting opportunities to increase the budget. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. And, uh, and I just, I found it to be in poor taste and also reveal an agenda. I'm going to... Do some rapid fire calls, I think. Binkley, do you want to give me a quick tweet and then I'll I'll try to do two minutes of call and get through everybody? Yeah, sure. I have one from ATLian. He says, What matters is whether or not he was reported to the FBI once. And shame on all of us for being fooled twice after already having one mass shooting unnecessarily reported to the Fort Lauderdale FBI prior to the murders. Oh, uh, maybe he's talking about the airport. I can't remember if the Fort Lauderdale airport shooting had a similar pattern, which also was under that sheriff's watch. I mean, why are people not held accountable? Why is he the hero? Why is he the guy who's telling us what to do with the policy? And uh, in the actual, the case of Justin Carter, the teen in Texas from five years ago, still battling for his freedom after he made a a post about school shooting in regards to a video game he was playing, he wrote at the end of the post, JK and LOL. He was reported by a woman in Canada who saw the comment. And, uh, and which is probably why she, I don't know who she called, but he was immediately arrested, immediately. And, uh, and held in jail without bail for months. <laughs> so, uh, and now he's facing up to 10 years in prison. So this stuff happens in an instant. See something, say something in action. See something, say something. Get Put people in jail for 10 years for a joke. Absolutely. But, you know, he wrote JK, okay? So you know he was joking, whatever. But uh, the idea that, that making a terrorist threat is the is demonstrates mens rea. The two elements of a crime are mens rea and actus rea, reus. He demonstrates the mens rea by making a threat. Not this kid, but let's say Nicholas Cruz. And then I, I think you could plausibly argue that it is an act to express that for public consumption, that it's the beginning of the commission of an attempted crime, and that it, it could be a reasonable uh, excuse to incarcerate someone if that is found to be uh, uh, his true intention. And that those elements were there. People were warned repeatedly. The resources are there. Do not tell me that, you know, Broward County itself, the sheriff himself controls $2 billion budget. 
Uh, and the earlier caller was right. It is a local issue above all. The local people were uh, notified, the FBI. All right, let's do some rapid fire. Dan and Roswell, you're on with Monica. Hey, I got uh, basically just the two uh, two points. One is, um, when was the last time we ever heard of a mass shooting at a police station? And that goes in uh, in conjunction with, can you say that this school was a gun-free zone? Very interesting. And I want to play a clip. Binkley will do it after these calls that says <clears throat> uh, where one of the kids is being interviewed in real time while the event is happening. And uh, it's right on point. Apparently, they're they're. There, it was for sure a gun-free zone. But that's should I give away the ending, Binkley, or should I just play it at the next segment? You just play it at the next, All right. next segment. Okay, thank you for that call. Stay tuned for that clip. Brian and Lilburn, Brian, you're on with Monica. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, my whole thing is is getting into the, the basics of the child's psyche, and that is when I was a child, I'd sit there in school, in church, in a restaurant. I daydream about bad guys coming in, wild dogs, whatever it is, and you being the hero – these kids are dreaming about being the villain, and this guy proved that by his Facebook posts and everything else that he put on there. How hard is it just to go in and, and be able to, when you're talking with kids, I mean, they have social workers, et cetera, at school, to be able to base it just off of something as, as simple as, what do you think about when you're just sitting there throughout your day? Are you thinking about literally mowing down kids? Or are you thinking about being the hero? Or are you dreaming about being the villain, where this guy was, obviously daydreaming about being the villain. That's quite an interesting angle. I have a son who has Down syndrome, so he has an IEP, an individualized um, education plan. And actually, if you look at these pictures of Nicholas Cruz, he does appear, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a chromosomal abnormality. He has some characteristic features of maybe fetal alcohol syndrome or um it's i find it very hard to believe that this guy does not have a uh, a real medical history this uh nicholas cruz in which case he would have gone through these iep processes and what my son he they interview him for psychological purposes and he just spins tales like he will tell you about a movie he saw as if it really happened and it's I was flying and, you know, and they write this stuff in his record. And I'm like, okay, I had to fight to get my comment. Clearly, these facts are verifiably false. Like I had to fight to get that in his record. But my point is, is that actually your point is pretty good, is that anybody with a kind of um, educational issue is going to have this one on one, a psych evaluation and uh, and and that it would I, I believe it would come up. They do ask you things like that. But, so I'm not sure we're being told exactly what went wrong here. I'm going to Alan and Marietta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. This is a prime example for public executions, and they should be videotaped and, and played to students in school. When I came up through school, you know how many videos I had to sit through of uh, death on the highway, uh, Call 911, different things like that. They can't be more graphic than all these uh, films I saw when I was in high school about road wrecks. And Do I you think carefully. this wouldn't have happened if anybody yeah. had seen a, a public execution? If Nick, Are you saying Nicholas Cruz, think, if he had seen it? Hmm? It would have made him think. If you take these students and put them in a room and say, okay, this is what happens if you decide to take a gun and shoot people and show the public execution. I, I'll, say, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I know that in the old days, in like prohibition and stuff, they really did execute people uh, 
pretty darn quick. And you would see even depicted in old movies, a guy wouldn't carry a gun. He'd always have a gunman next to him because if he was caught with a gun again, like he went to jail forever or he would get the chair or whatever. So there was some serious deterrence uh, impact of that kind of quick justice. I think in this case, when you're talking about a severe mental illness, and I would say maybe a mental defect, that, I, I mean, I think you're equally likely to have somebody who is looking for that. You know, this kid's on suicide watch. Um, so I don't think it's as simple as that. I do appreciate the call, though. I'm going to Reggie Indicator. Reggie, you're on with Monica. Well, how you doing, Money? How you doing, Monica? Happy weekend. Happy long time to hear from you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, like, Reggie. I'd yeah. just like to know, that. do you think that the TV news should stop covering these uh, mass shootings? These ginormous mass shootings, because to me, I think it gives inspiration to copycats as well as identifying the mass shooters as such. I think it gives inspiration to copycats, and I think the media is partly to blame for that. I'll tell you, Reggie, I actually, for a while there, I had a little post-it note on my computer saying, do not cover these stories just don't do it. Like, stand, stand down. Because whether, they're, whether it's absolutely what you see is what you get, they're copycats and um, society is just turning upside down, or if these are um, a strategy of tension, gladio-type, uh, provoked or orchestrated events, it, it doesn't work without the publicity. That actually, uh, some people think these things are hoaxes which I think is a little dangerous because then you don't care as much. You don't really think that people are dying, so you're not going to be outraged. But um, if you, the, if, to the extent it has propaganda value, that it might motivate people who want to exploit crises, it would neutralize that moral hazard for, for the media to not cover it, which maybe betrays the fact that the media does exactly, especially at the highest levels, the most broad kind of cable news levels, they do exactly what's in the interest of the government, the policymakers, the agenda setters, because they could foil them by covering it differently or not covering it all. So I think as a matter of good taste, you might uh, want to refrain and responsibility, maybe mention in passing. Um, you know, I'm not a big one for laws, making laws against stuff like that, restricting freedom of speech. But there was a time, uh, my mother still hearkens to it, where it would be tacky for journalists to emphasize sensational stuff or um, stuff like that. That that in the in the old days, you would lose people's respect if you came out like that. And now nobody seems to have it. And people who seem to act like they're the most respectable, upstanding people are uh, giddy at the opportunity to use the S word in prime time. You know, like these are, dignity is gone. Anyway, thanks for the call, Reggie. Uh, Rick. Hi, Rick. You are on with Monica. Hi. Hey, you're Uh, on the air. I'm kind of disturbed by everybody's so-called solutions to this. It seems to be more government or more money throw it at it and it'll go go away instead of maybe dealing with it locally on a personal level. You can't tell me people close to this guy, if there were any, didn't have an idea. Uh, I'm sorry. I just think the more government, people seem to be asking for a police state. Absolutely. Give all your money to the government. Let them spend the money. They'll take care of it. And they keep wanting the national government to do it. This guy is the exactly. sheriff of Broward it's County. Never enough money. It's yes. Never enough. 
And they want, but why? It's a gun law. This was a completely local situation, and the feds failed. The local guy should have stepped in, stepped up. They can control their own laws. And maybe this is about changing the laws in Florida. Florida seems to always be a target for these kind of events and uh, propaganda themes. But well, you're going to get a pro- – I just have to finish this. I government. I'm sorry. It, it, it's a slippery slope to a police state. That's just what I think. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And here's the problem. When you start upsourcing the police like that, when you start sending it above, you really want layers. You want an FBI for very specific things, but you want your local cops. If you look at something called the Franklin scandal, the Franklin cover up, uh, you will see that there were local like child abuse situations, child exploitation that the federal guys were so corrupt they were trying to suppress it but local cops got to the bottom of it because they're they're your neighbors they you can get they will serve you uh but i think that they every once in a while you get a one of these events that involves somebody crossing the border with legally purchased guns into a state a quote good state that has good gun laws and they're the victims you know and that's why you need national laws so every hypothetical you could possibly think of always emerges flowers into an event that changes people's opinions on policy that's why i smell a rat with this stuff uh more calls after this more tweets and that really cool clip that i didn't tell you enough about but uh you can call me 800 wsb talk or at monica perez show monica perez now for something completely different on news 95.5 and am 750 wsb Mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of light showers and a high of 72 forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And get ready for the prize pack because here it is and it is so up my alley. I might actually just go pay for myself and go. I don't think I'm eligible for the prize pack. A pair of tickets to see Steve Miller Band and Peter Frampton on Tuesday, July 17th at Verizon Amphitheater. First to call 404-741-0750. We'll get that prize pack. And presuming those guys wouldn't be out there if they didn't still have it, that is going to be just exactly my kind of fun. That'd be awesome. I know. Really, you think so? But you're just a millennial. Yeah, Steve Miller Band. (laughs) Peter Frampton, though, his, his guitar used to talk. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to, I'm sure he's going to roll out some good stuff. So, oh, I wanted to tell people that, my apologies, there was a problem with this show being broadcast live online over the past, maybe last hour. So, Binkley, as usual, is going to post the commercial-free podcast of the whole show, presuming that we have that. When do you think is the earliest you can get that up as a courtesy to people? And because it's commercial free, maybe that's a bonus for people who did not get to hear it. By the end of next week. By the end of next week. I got to get it up when it when it gets <laughs> it comes posted. Up. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do our best. It'll Hopefully still... sooner. I'll shoot for sooner. As these soon as are, I see it. These are timeless topics. So we will definitely, it'll be worth listening to. Uh, I want to give my calls some time. So I'm going to ask Kenny and David to hang on because this was a tiny little segment and there wasn't enough time for a call. I'm also going to play that crazy clip of students being interviewed while they cowered in fear during this event. 
There are a couple of strange elements to the things that they had to say. And uh, I want to see if you can pick those out. And I certainly will pick it apart after the break. 800 WSB Talk. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.